Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard, talking about the cherubim's full unto perfection, the body of Christ coming to full maturity. That a five-fold ministry has always been a gift from the Lord Jesus Christ for the perfecting of the saints. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for one reason, for the perfecting of the saints. A saint, we're all called to be saints. The definition of a saint is one that is reached full maturity, sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body through the Holy Ghost mortifying the deeds of the flesh, walking in the will and purpose of God. And that is what is called sanctification. It used to be preached a lot. It's not preached much anymore because they have disannulled works of salvation, works that accompany salvation. They say works have nothing to do with salvation. Yet it does through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. And the devil there has been in his cunning subtlety has literally duped the general body, denominational body of Christ, saying that there is no works. There's no works that's, that's uh, need to be accomplished. Yet we find that the works will follow us even until the end and will be judged according to our works. That's very, very clear. And that works that accompany salvation, James tells us very pointedly that faith without works is dead, but they say faith alone can save you. James says, no, it cannot. Can faith alone save you? And he said, no, definitely no. That works alone must accompany salvation, which we are now servants where we were servants unto sin, unto death, that we're now servants of righteousness. That means uh, that we serve in obedience. Those that love God keep his commandments. Now, that's not of ourselves. That's through the power of the Holy Ghost and the leading of the Holy Ghost. For example, if someone were to say, go through this jungle that you've never been before, and you say, it's impossible. I cannot do it. And they say, well, don't concern yourself with it. We have a guide, one that's going to lead you. Matter of fact, you can be blindfolded. And this guide is so uh, well favored with this uh, jungle that he knows every crook and cranny of it. He'll get you to the other side exactly where your destination is. Well, you go through one end of that jungle and you reach your destination point. The question is, did you do it? Or did the leading of your guide do it? Well, of course, the guide that led you gets the credit for getting you there because you didn't do it. You followed him. You followed his direction, his leading, his guiding until the final destination. The same is true with the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that is for the perfecting of the saints. Only the saints will be literally perfected, full mature, having their senses exercised, thereby discern both good from evil. These are the ones that will grow to full maturity and have the mind of Christ doing the will of God and the purpose for which they were created. 
we are at that time now on God's timeline. On the Feast of the Lord, those are Moed, divine appointments of God for and with man for and with mankind. They are called the Feast of the Lord in Leviticus 23. Three seasons, seven feasts. That first season in that Passover, unleavened bread and first fruits are Moed, divine appointments of God with man, which was accomplished in our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Well, the next season, the second season, was that of the Feast of Weeks. You number after first fruits seven weeks and on the morrow, or what we call Pentecost, or 50 days after first fruits, and we have the giving of the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, on the day of Pentecost. That's the second season. Well, now we're in the third season. We're in the third day. It's been 2,000 years since the death, burial, and resurrection on the day of Pentecost given to the body of Christ in uh, that dispensation of grace. Now we're in the third day. We're in the day there of the ministry voice of Jesus, the Feast of Trumpets. And now, what does that mean? To those that have an ear to hear, they understand that we're called for the work of the ministry. But it's only those that have wisdom. Paul stated to the church at Corinth, we speak wisdom to them that are perfect because those that are not can't receive it, cannot receive it. The newborn babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness, which is progressive glorification. From uh, newborn babies to little children to young men to ultimately fathers. And we see that in uh, Malachi, the fourth chapter. He turns the hearts of the fathers to the children. Those are the ones that are full grown in Christ Jesus that are not on milk, but on the meat of the word of God. They understand the work of the ministry. So the fivefold ministry for all these years, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, have been for one purpose, to the end purpose of the perfecting of the saints, because those are the only ones that are going to be used for the work of the ministry. This gospel of the kingdom being preached into all the world for a witness unto all nations. And of course, then the end shall come. He that overcometh to the end, the same will be saved. Well, Ephesians 4.11 gives us this work. It is a work, a strange work, bringing to pass God's act, his strange act, laying judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet. Who are these fathers? Who are they? Well, we find that in Revelation the second and the third chapter, we have the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to the angels of the seven churches in Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, the voice of the Lord there to them that will overcome unto perfection, having their works perfect. Yes, he said to Sardis, I have not found thy works perfect. And in every church, Jesus states, I know thy works. He says it to Ephesus. 
Then he says it's a Smyrna. I know thy works. Pergamos, I know thy works. Thyatira, I know thy works. Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, I know thy works. All the way through the seven churches of Asia, I know thy works. And he tells each church what is lacking to come into perfection, to be an overcomer. And those that do will be the ones that we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 in throne room revelation, not Pentecostal revelation. They're in and taken within the veil in the throne room of God. We see that in Revelation 4, verse 1. That door is open to John. Now remember, John is speaking to the servants of God to reveal unto the Lord's servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel unto John. John's in the spirit of Elijah. John must again prophesy, preach, proclamate this gospel to many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, Revelation, the 10th chapter. God's doing that now, sealing those that are going on unto full maturity, full perfection. They are not little children anymore. The children of the kingdom will be cast out. They have to grow because Jesus is coming back for a perfect, spotless, blameless church without blemish and a perfect image of himself. He's coming back for a glorious church. Therefore, it, it behooves us to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in the present truth, the present light of the word of God, walking in the light as he's in the light. Then and only then we have fellowship one with another, which is the blood flow. And the Lord then will fitly frame this body, his body, together, and then compact it, seal it, according to the measure of each part, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. Now, the next step from these overcomers that you read about in the Revelation, the second and the third chapter, and don't let anybody tell you that that's not written to you the servants of God. They're revealing to the servants of God things, those things of faith, the last day truth growing up into Jesus in all things, in all truth, not seeing through a glass darkly like we did in Pentecost, having knowledge in part. Paul stated that we're seeing only in the Pentecostal realm through a glass darkly. But now in this last day season, that season of tabernacles, we're not Pentecostals anymore. We're tabernacleists. Why? Because we're in a new season. God's doing a new thing. He said he would. And this secret that he would do nothing except he show it and to his servants, the prophets, is now being revealed to the body of Christ for God in diverse times and sundry matters spoken to the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. But we're to grow up into Jesus, not in partial truth, but in all truth, in all things. Ephesians 4 tells us that. We're to grow up into Jesus in all things, all things of faith, because faith is 
the substance of things hoped for. And it's not tomorrow's faith. It's not yesterday's faith. It's the present truth, light of the word of God and the preceding word by which every man shall live thereby. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And we are to grow up into Jesus in all things. That's all true. Revealed by the Holy Ghost. Just as Jesus told the disciples when he was headed to the cross in John 16. I have many things to tell you disciples. But you're not able to bear it now. But when the spirit of truth has come. That's Christ himself, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you. He will lead you into all truth, guide you into all truth. And we simply follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. It's not of our works, lest any man should boast. It is through the leading and guiding of the Holy Ghost. The next step from the young men are overcomers, where the word of God is strong in them, and they've overcome the wicked one. They have overcome, as you read in Revelation the second and the third chapter. Then we go to that final, final last stage of glory. And that state of glory is that of uh, tabernacles in that season. And it's the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is simply the ministry voice of Jesus. It will be for, according to Revelation 10, Revelation 11, and Revelation 12, will be for a time, times, and dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days, which will fulfill Jesus' week or week of haptad or week of years. Jesus' ministry went for three and a half years. He was cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. And who shall declare his generation? That generation that shall be counted for the seed will be through the fathers, not newborn babies. Not little children that know that he is the father. Not young men that the word of God is strong in them. They've overcome the wicked one. But fathers that have known him that is from the beginning. They know the work of the ministry. This has surprised the hypocrite. Only those that follow the leading of the Holy Ghost unto full maturity, full perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, to a perfect man, having the knowledge of the Son of God, which is not a general knowledge, knowing Jesus after the Spirit and not after the flesh, but it is a perfect image of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. And that requires the unity of the faith in one mind and one accord in the body of Christ. Not one person, not a bishop or an apostle or prophet, saying that I have it, or they have come to full uh, perfection and they're the ones. No, it'll be a perfecting of the body of Christ. And those that are greatest in that kingdom will be the servant of all. Whenever we had, uh, after I preached a Messiah travel church there in, in uh, Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, they had a visitation from our Lord Jesus Christ. It literally astounded me. And I was, I was really flabbergasted that and amazed 
that the timing of the Lord that we're in the last of the last days. We all believe and know that we're in the last days, but the last of the last days, we know it, but to have it where it's profound, profoundly proclaimed by the Lord to us, then we know that we are definitely in the last days. Whenever he said, uh, seal my people by my word, even as I send my angel ascending from the east and the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now this was not because of any of my righteousness or holiness, God knows, but for his name's sake. I'm just a servant of God. Pop the rag, shine your shoes. We're simply a servant. But the burden of it was so stout and the commission so count a burden that we must proclaim this word to all nations for their salvation. We have to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and those we see in Revelation 4 and 5 within that throne room, John gives us that revelation far, far greater than it was in the sanctuary in the holy place because we're now there in that inside where the voice of the Lord is speaking in a proceeding word. Direct throne room God revelation far, far greater than anything we've had before in the body of Christ. That the Lord, now the testimony in heaven is open and it's given to the body of Christ, which is the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. That's Revelation 19, 10, coming to the measure of the stature of our Lord Jesus Christ as John saw him. And he was about to worship this man. But he said, see thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. That testimony opened in heaven is now given to the body of Christ for us to proclaim it in the spirit of prophecy, to proclaim the word of the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Who has an ear to hear? We need to come together. We will be talking about the cherubim, which were set at the east end of the garden of God, along with a flaming sword. They're not angels. It's a Christophany. That is uh, a manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ after the fall of Adam, along with that flaming sword to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C cherubim that we see are the living creatures of the Zoe in Revelation 4 and 5. Tune into these podcasts. We're going to the present truth. Now, those that want to stay in Pentecost, and say the old wine is better, they don't want the new wine, will find that whenever they did not take the new wineskins and make themselves new wineskins, that the old wine will burst that and it will fall upon the ground because the new wine must be put in the new wineskins. And that burden is upon us. The Lord is doing it now. But who has an ear to hear what the Lord is doing now? Any man have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He's doing it now. Therefore, contact me, Dennis Beard Ministries, at dennisbeard.org. And let's work together. The Lord is dealing with many of you. We're having a tremendous surge of ministers in Africa and now India as well as Pakistan. 
We have three quarters of our downloads on our podcast of those of you in America that know the truth. I need to hear from you. We need to work together. This can't be accomplished without the unity of the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto perfection, full maturity. And then and only then will the fathers turn their hearts to the children, children to the fathers, lest our Lord comes and smite the earth with a curse. We must move. These things will certainly come to pass. God is doing it now. Let's do not procrastinate and miss the leading of God, not taking heed to the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, tune into the podcast. Contact me. Email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Let me hear from you. I look forward to meeting you so we can work together. Also, visit our website, sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org. You'll see that at the end of the podcast, those that, that are seeing the video and that of the podcast, please contact us. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. We'll be to them that are at ease in Zion. Let's not be at ease. Let's stir ourselves up. To walk in the light is ease in the light. Now we pray for each individual member in the body of Christ, for God to perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.